Welcome and good morning, my friends and brethren in the Lord. And this morning, we are going to go back to our devotional in the book of Psalms, which we have stopped for a while when we went to the book of Romans. So I'll be continuing on Psalm 101 today. I will be reading 101 verses 1 to 8. I will sing of steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Or when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whosoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Of the Lord. Now, the author here pledges and desired before the Lord that he will walk with integrity of his heart. And this is a very serious prayer and a commitment of the writer, who is David. David is called the man after God's own heart. But we know that he was not perfect. He failed God many times, especially to his family. But we cannot doubt that his desire was to make amend and to live rightly before God. He was not perfect. He was very weak. But his desire was always to live rightly before God. So that every time he sins, and particularly when he made egregious sins in his life, his heart was broken and he became tender before God. Now, he was called the man after God's own heart, not because of his perfection, but because of his sincerity. His desire is to make music or to sing before God in order to extol God's steadfast love and justice. He wants to meditate only that which is blameless or pure. And he recognizes his inability so that he appeals God by saying, Oh, when will you come to me? In verse 2. It's impossible to apprehend God. There's not, no one who can apprehend God by himself. There's no one that seeks after God anyway, the Bible says. And it's impossible for us to reach to God without him reaching to us first. So that, like David, we can just plead for God to apprehend us. So every morning when we go to our devotional, it's not that we can apprehend God until he is going to reveal himself to us in order that we will be able to know him. A pure life is impossible without him coming to, to us or visiting us. It's the message of the gospel. That's why we need to remember and reminisce the gospel every day because of the gospel. Jesus came down to die at the cross for our sins, and that's the good news. And we should continue to reminisce and muse and meditate on that truth that we know God because of the gospel, because of what Jesus did. And this gospel is real to us every day. We move on to know that David has the desire to live 
a life of integrity in heart. It does not mean that he is going to be sinless or it's impossible to be blameless, but um, life that would be having an, um, an, a settled, no other issues, but he will clear everything from anything that can separate himself from God, which is sin. So a blameless life is not perfection, sinless perfection, but for his sin to be settled before God. So the issue is in the heart, because it's in the heart that God is looking, and it's what matters before him. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So how are we going to do that? So David expressed here, and we can learn here this principle that God will come to him. So God must do himself. We cannot do much until the Lord will initiate, until the Lord will grant us his grace. In other words, we will never be able to know God and live a blameless life and settle this life of blamelessness without God first visiting our lives. And when God is real, there is a significant change of our desires and actions. Firstly, there is a commitment to live a pure purity in heart and mind. There is that desire to not allow our eyes to be glued on worthless works of those who fall away. As he said here in verse 3 to 4, that he said, as far as possible, he will distance himself from what makes his heart to that which is perverse towards evil things. And let us ask really God's grace for this, that especially in these times when we are glued and we are really um, having uh, the, the access to the internet. It's, it's not really that, that easy to pray this prayer that we could be blameless with our eyes. But it's not impossible. It's just difficult. But by God's grace, he will help us. As David prayed here that God will help him, that he will not be glued to the worthless things of this world. Another key to live a pure life is to disassociate ourselves from evil men. These men are slanderers that stab others at their backs secretly. Therefore, we need discernment. They had a haughty look and are arrogant. They are self-centered people and they must be shunned away for they are not after for the glory of God. So when we are going to keep company with these people, we will be influenced. As Solomon advises that we have to shun away from those angry men, lest we will learn these ways or their ways. Lastly, let me point out also here that walking with integrity, integrity in our heart, is not a lone ranger endeavor. You cannot do it by yourself alone. As David recognized here that he has a company, a godly company, David recognizes his need for a godly community. David wants to be surrounded with faithful and blameless men. Perhaps the agony of a rebellious son, Absalom, and some of his former trusted, trusted men who sided with his son, Absalom, 
that made David having this resolve to not tolerate such men within his camp. So the background of this is that David was so hurt because his son was Absalom rebelling against him so that he prayed that his heart will not become bitter and he must be surrounded with men who are godly. And that's true. If we are with godly men and women, we will be shielded because the fellowship of godly men and women will guard our hearts from being pulled away from the temptation from the enemy. But when we are alone, when we are secluding ourselves, that's the time that the enemy will be able to snatch us out. So like David, let us cultivate friendships with godly men and women in our churches, in our fellowship, so that we will become strong, so that this desire of David will be our desire as well, that we will live a life of integrity. So what does this mean to you today? I pray that God will continue to guard our hearts and our minds, that we will be able to guard our hearts to not to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, that we could pray with David, like David here, who prayed that he will not allow any perversions, anything that can muddle his heart, that can harden his heart. Or let it be that through our devotional every morning, we will continue to stick on God by his grace, of course, not because of our strength, but because we receive his grace that can make us or that will enable us to draw near to God. We draw near to God. It's only because of his abundance, abundant grace. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. We pray that this will stay in our hearts, Lord. Let be that we will walk with the integrity of our heart as David provided the example of such an imperfect person, yet you have considered him that he is the man after your heart because of his sincerity. Lord, if ever you see in our hearts that we have, we have sinned and we have displeased you, Lord, forgive us and give us a cleanse heart. Cleanse our heart thoroughly, thoroughly. Restore us, Lord, into your fold. I pray to Father that we will be like David to really live a blameless life, a life of integrity. Not, not sin this perfection, but a life that is genuinely having a wonderful relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.